Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody. There was a bit of a bubble in my throat, then. that was kind of weird. I felt like my voice wasn't what it was supposed to be. But welcome to episode 14 of Extra Time with me, Liam Horriman. Presented by Betway 19 Plus. Please bet responsibly. And thank you, Betway, for sponsoring us at the 90th minute. It's very appreciated. Makes me feel pretty good about myself anyway. But yes, welcome into the show. This is now the third time I have recorded this episode. Number one was because I spilt water and almost broke a wall. I was leaning on my water bottle. And all of a sudden, it just sprayed out from underneath me and crashed right into the wall and went on my desk. So I had to restart from there. Number two was a full episode. So number one was probably about five minutes tops. Got a couple of points out, nothing too major. And then episode two comes along. Record the whole thing. Like, all right, that was good. Got some good topics covered. Covered a lot of ground in that episode. Feel like I really got to know myself a little bit more. Well, turns out I forgot to change the settings on my laptop. So therefore, the episode was recorded through my laptop and not actually through my microphone. So as you can imagine, sounded like shit. So that one got scrapped and I really tried to record it, record this episode really early in the afternoon so we could get it out. So I was recording it during the Manchester City game. Well, should have waited to my usual time of 11.53 p.m. on a Wednesday here in Edmonton where it's been very, very smoky recently because of all the wildfires going on in the province and Sherwood Park has been evacuated. Yeah, they were evacuated a little bit. Drayton Valley got the whole town got taken out by this fire. Like everyone had to evacuate Edson to greatly affected by it. A lot of the mountain places too. So hopefully everyone's doing okay and recovery is going well. I have a friend who is a a forest fire worker and we're very appreciative of the work he does, his workers do with him and, just everyone around the province who helps support, I guess, the, the wildfire and contain it so we can all stay safely. And for people like me, can sit at home on my own and, and record a podcast this late now, not have to worry about anything else. So I hope everyone's doing okay out there, wherever you're listening from. Thank you very much. I am a little sleepy. I feel like I don't have the energy I had when I did this, like I said, at three o'clock this afternoon or whatever time it was, two maybe. So maybe we'll try and pick that up a little bit. I also had my first men's league game in a while. Yesterday, my team got spanked, but we had a lot of fun. And I'm feeling the after effects of it. My body is my body is not what it used to be. I'm feeling a little bit tender. But either way, we're here for the real talk, not my 
crappy talk. And the thing we'll get into quickly before we move on to the big news of the day, which was very big news and very, very, very bad for one, one Premier League team. I just wanted to give a quick update on the Football League playoffs as they've been going on. So we'll start way back in League Two and work our way up to the big boys in the championship and where that is heading. But as of right now, so as of right now, the championship final is the only one that's set. So League One isn't set yet and nor is League Two. So in League Two, we had Stockport and Salford. You may remember the the Greater Manchester Derby, if you want to call it that, the Northwest Derby, whatever it was. Salford is up 1-0 going into the second leg which is at Stockport, I believe. And then Bradford is also up 1-0 on Carlisle. And then in League One, Peterborough, who were the sixth-ranked team in the league, so sixth seed for people listening in North America. They won 4-0 at Sheffield Wednesday, which is an outrageous result, to be honest. I cannot believe Sheffield Wednesday allowed that to happen, away or not you got to have tighter matches than that, especially when you're the, you're the number three seed in all of this. And Jamie O'Hara on Talk Sport, I've mentioned it a few times. I like I love to listen to Talk Sport. And Jamie O'Hara, who loves to have his takes, had this one that the third, the team who finishes third should get an automatic pass to the final. So the way he had it working would be, in this scenario, the top four teams, sorry, the four playoff teams, uh, Sheffield Wednesday in third, Barnsley was fourth, Bolton was fifth, Peterborough was sixth. So the way he had it was Bolton and Peterborough would play in one one leg. The winner of that would then play Barnsley, and then the winner of that would play Sheffield Wednesday in the final. To that I say, if Sheffield Wednesday hadn't lost that game 4-0, no one would have even no one we nobody would have even cared to have that idea. So no, thank you, Jamie O'Hara. I think the playoff format is quite as good the way it is. And it gives everyone an opportunity. Like nobody saw Peterborough winning 4-0 in that first leg. But here we are talking about Peterborough, potentially two wins away from going up to the championship for, for the first time in however long. But the other leg in that was Bolton versus Barnsley at the Reebok Stadium. I can give a better image of what that one was like. And Bolton were not great. They admitted they were a little bit nervous for the occasion, which is quite interesting considering... They've been to a cup final this season and they absolutely battered Plymouth Argyle in it. So I think Bolton should have been up to the occasion a little bit more. Luckily, they came away with a 1-1 win. Uh, sorry, 1-1 draw. Now going into the second leg, I believe it's Otwell or Oakwell. I, I, for, forgive me, I cannot remember where Barnsley play. It's one of those two at least. And it's going to be a tough one. Bolton are going to have to bring their, bring their A game if they want to get through because Barnsley are going to a very, very good team and they look like a team who could really have got automatic promotion this season maybe if they had had better form at the start of the season or midway through and Bolton have got their their odds are against them to be honest the backs are against the wall but sometimes that's when you really get to know the character of your team but John Daddy Bodvardson might be back for us which will be a big one because he him and Dion Charles are easily their best two players I think so at least best two attacking players you got them in your squad you're going to do a lot better and then obviously the championship is the big one where t- people are more familiar with the clubs in the championship, aren't they? So we had a massive result yesterday watching Luton beat Sunderland. I believe the final score was 3-2 or on aggregate. Yes, 3-2 on aggregate. Luton won 2-0 on home. 
field on Tuesday, that would have been. So now they're in the playoff final and they will play Coventry. And if you remember correctly, who they, they beat Middlesbrough, by the way, 1-0 over both legs. 0-0 first one, 1-0 second leg. But if you remember correctly, that was what we wanted to see. We wanted to see Luton versus Coventry. And I was talking to my dad about this. And we're, we both have the same idea. Like you want to see more teams flow into the Premier League and have that experience as often as you can get. And Luton, Coventry is a very fun one. And it's going to be exciting to see who can come through. He's, he's on the Coventry side of things. He thinks what they've kind of gone through in the sense of the financial stuff. And Luton have been in the same as well. But maybe Coventry has been a bit more public about it. And he, he remembers Coventry being a Division One team, the old first division when they were in there and then they just haven't really been able to get back since. So he's on back in the city. I don't, I think they're called the sky blues or something like that. I can't remember. So he's on their tail to get promoted back to the top flight of English football again. And I'm on the Luton side, but either one, I think both sides are really the winners in this and whoever gets promoted. So that player. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Finals in about 10 days time, 10, 9 days, I guess, depending on when you listen to this. And we do know one team, Luton or Coventry, whoever gets promoted, won't be playing next season, which is Southampton after they were relegated this weekend. Losing 2-0 to Fulham, I believe it was, at home. And it's just been, uh, yeah, Sunderland, uh, Fulham at home. Very disappointing season for Southampton. They just really got away from the philosophy of the club of developing players and bringing up players through their academy. And I know they kind of went out in the summer and tried to maybe rewrite football a little bit, grabbing all these young players for 
However much, like obviously some good signings. I really like Bellacoccio, who they got from Bochum, I believe. And Lavia is a very good signing from Manchester City as well. But you need a little bit of extra in there too, right? And I think they kind of, they got what they had coming, I guess. So they're bottom of the Premier League. It'll be interesting now to see what happens with James Ward-Prowse, especially. I feel like he's a very good football player. I don't think he's quite as good as some people make him out to be. Like, I don't think any top six teams are going to be interested. The team in the top six, I suppose, that might be interested is a team like Brighton, who try and grab maybe those bargain deals. Like I said, he's a very good footballer. He's an international football player on his day and one of the best free kick takers in the world. So if you you appreciate that more than other teams maybe you're investing in it but i just don't know i don't know what james ward prowse will really fall at the moment he's definitely not going to stay at southampton he's way too good for that maybe brighton is the best team he could go to maybe a brentford could be a possibility too but if you have any thoughts on why james ward prowse could end up next season let me know same with lavia too he's a player that i think obviously has a fantastic future and i could see one of the top six teams really grabbing him Could it be an Arsenal? Could it be a Tottenham? I don't know. We'll see. I don't think he's going back to City, although they do have, I believe there is a buyback fee. So maybe they, what do they call it? Maybe they activate that and see if they can get him back for whatever the fee was. I think they paid around 40 million for him, or maybe that's the the buyback fee. I can't remember exactly what it is, but 40 million sounds about sounds about right for Lavia of some regard from what I've heard. So disappointing end for the Saints in the Premier League. They had a 12-year run, a lot of success. They finished seventh that one season and had a lot of good players come through the squad who are now have played big roles in teams that have won the Premier League. Like Adam Lallana and Alex Oxley Chamberlain played f- through the Southampton Academy and and got involved there. Maybe not Lalana. Maybe he didn't come through the academy, but he was obviously there for a while. Went to Liverpool. Um, Nathaniel Klein is another one. Richie, Ricky Lambert. People may remember him. A Premier League cult hero. Went to Liverpool. Didn't really do a lot, but just one of those guys who kind of figured it out later on in his career, I guess you could say. But unfortunately, no one could figure it out at Southampton this season. And right now, as we talk here today, in the relegation spot with Southampton are Leicester and Leeds. The more you watch Leicester, the more you think they're going to go down, to be honest. They're quite a shambles of what they used to be. And it's kind of a shame to see them have fallen, to see that they've fallen so far. I mean, a lot of good football players on that team who I think they should have just sold on a while ago. Like, I get it. You want to hold on to that, but maybe, maybe fresh faces is good for the squad. And, Dean Smith was a poor, poor hiring, in my opinion. I'm not sure what Leicester really expected to get from a guy that got Aston Villa almost relegated, right? A couple of times and also was piss poor with Norwich as well in the championship. It just seemed like, just seemed like a step back for, backwards from what they actually had in Brendan Rodgers. And I understand you don't want to, you don't want to wait for Brendan Rodgers to turn it around before it's too late and then you relegate, right? But surely there's other people in, in that group maybe you could have done something like you look at Leeds now I know they're in a relegation spot with with Leicester but maybe Sam Allardyce was the man to to grab Leicester by the horns and try and guide him up this table a little bit because they got a lot of good players a lot of players who 
have caused some damage in this league before. Like I said, James Madison, obviously Jamie Vardy's not who he was, but he's experienced and still somewhat knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. Harvey Barnes is another one. Tielemans, I think Kasper Schmeichel was a big loss for them at the start of the season. Not fully because of what he is now, but because of how late he left them in the transfer window. And also they never really replaced him. Danny Ward has been not good all season. I know they've got a new goalie now. His name is slipping my mind. Let's see if I can find it here quickly. Daniel Iverson. He's been all right as any 25-year-old goalie from Denmark. Just love those days. So we'll see. I do think Leicester's days might be numbered in the Premier League, though, with two games left. Who do they play here? They've got Newcastle this weekend. And then also West Ham on the last day of the season at home. We'll see. The last win was April 22nd against Wolves. And then before that, I'm still scrolling. February 11th. It's not been great for Leicester. Be sad to see him go down, but they were never really... I know they won the league, but they've never really been that kind of club, have they? They had those few years where they really punched above their weight and the message was coming across very often under Brendan Rodgers and... The message has fallen off a cliff now. My prediction is Leicester and Everton go down. I think Everton's squad is very good, but I shouldn't say very good. Evidently not. They're currently in 17th in the premiership, but it should be better. I kind of just want to see these play. I want to see some of these players just go to different teams. I want to see Dominic Calvin-Lewin on a different team. I want to see James Madison on a different team. I kind of want to see James Tarkovsky on a different team, to be honest. Anana, or whatever his name is, in the middle of the park, too. There's just a few guys who just deserve a little bit better. And I just think they, they've outgrown the clubs that they're at, and I would like to see them on, on teams that want to accomplish a little bit more than see how much money we can spend in a transfer window and do literally nothing with it, which is what Everton have been doing for numerous amount of years now. So we'll see. And hey... Maybe Everton get relegated and Deli Alley finds his feet again, brings him back up to the Premier League, and gets back in the England squad, and we'll get old Deli Alley back. We can dream, right? We can still dream in this world. Anyway, the big news I did want to talk about was Ivan Tony. Now you may remember right before the World Cup, there was these allegations that Ivan Tony had been gambling on games. I don't know exactly if it was his games. I think it was a bit of his, a bit of other people. I, and then they found out it was like 280 plus, 270 plus, somewhere around there, of the amount of times that he had done it for a numerous amount of years. This wasn't just like a weekend with the boys. This has been something that had kind of been accumulating over and over again for a while. And Today, he was found guilty, I guess you could say, and handed an eight-month suspension. And the craziest part about it was people thought it would only be six months. Well, evidently not. And now, Ivan Tony is out effective immediately until January 16th, 2024. And with that, he also cannot train with Brentford or any other club, which we'll get into in a little bit here as well, until September. So, basically just means he misses the summer, like... Kind of works out in a, in a slight way. They're obviously going to get him some kind of training regime or he'll get a private trainer and it'll just be someone Brentford somewhat lingering there. Like, teams do this. It is it is what it is. Not obviously everyone's getting suspended for gambling, but in this scenario, that's what it is. One benefit for Brentford is that Ivan Tony was linked away from the club in many, many regards. And I mean... It makes sense. Like he's been at that team now since they got promoted to the Premier League and a couple of years before that as well after Newcastle 
sold him on and he, he's thrived. He has 20 goals a season in, I believe, around 30, 32 games. Made his first England cap. He's one of the best finishers. Could you argue the world? I don't think that's like too crazy to say. He's obviously not in the upper echelon of strikers, but he knows how to put the ball in the net, which is the hardest thing to do in football, if you ask me. And I can see why teams want him. Everybody kind of likes a, a target man or a poacher, or just someone who can genuinely put the net, the ball in the back of the net. I think a good example of a team who might want that is Chelsea. Chelsea couldn't hit a barn door if they wanted to right at the moment. So it would have been a good fit there. Are they going to want to spend that much money on him considering he's out for the next however many months after the season starts? What is it? September, October, November, December. Five months after the season starts, you finally get your player. Is it a big deal considering you get to... You know, you get to ease him into things for a few months. You get the track, the training in. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how maybe this benefits Brentford massively in a way of like, well, no one wants him now because he can't play until January. And then in January, Brentford essentially get a new striker back in the system, like a new transfer in a way. So look at it in, in either one, I think. I think if he was to leave Brentford, it'd be very difficult to replace. Obviously, you can't just replace 20 goals on the fly. Whilst he's out, Brentford are obviously going to have to try and find at least a couple of players who can step into the squad and, and give him some attack and, and some goal threat. I do think Calvin Lewin might not be a bad shout. Yeah, I know he's injured fairly, fairly often, but sometimes you get those players who are injured a lot and they get to a new, you know, get to a new first aid staff and things kind of change a little bit. Like they have different ideas on how you can, you can train and treat your body a little bit better. It could be beneficial. We'll see. I don't know if Calvin Louie is just a name I'm kind of throwing out there. Obviously I have no connection to any of this. It's just me speculating, but might be a fun one to, to see if he can get a change of pace and, and see what happens. And just looking through some other bands, <laughs> uh, I was reading this article, I believe it was on the athletic and they, at the bottom, they had a list of, they had a list of players who have also been previously banned. And Kieran Trippier was one who I think people were fairly familiar with, banned for 10 weeks when he was with Atletico Madrid for telling his friends what games to bet on. But as far as I know, he wasn't betting on games he was playing in and he wasn't the one betting, but he was banned for 10 weeks in, when he was with Madrid there. Daniel Sturridge, and this was my favorite one. There, there was maybe four or five examples, but I only picked the two. But this is my favorite one. Daniel Sturridge was banned for four months. It was because he had told his brother to place a bet on him that he'd been that he would go to Sevilla. Well, turned out he never went to Sevilla, and instead he got banned for four months, and his brother lost some money on the bet. So if you ask me, that's just that's just it's just bad trust in your brother. But there you go, Ivan Tony out for eight months and Brentford what are you going to do I don't know maybe there's someone in the system who's coming through fans are fans are excited about and can thrive when he's in the lineup we'll see but for now no Ivan Tony so sorry about that not my fault all yours but his fault really and also I kind of saw some things and and I understand the the idea behind this but people were questioning how he could be banned considering so many teams, and I believe Brentford might be one of these teams, are sponsored by gambling companies. And the Premier League promotes gambling in like a positive way and all this kind of stuff. And obviously here at the 90th minute, we're sponsored by by Betway and 
and partnered with them and it's a great relationship. And what I would say to that is like when we say things like bet responsibly, that also includes professional football players who know this is against the rules to interfere with games in in whatever way it is match fixing and it's poor. It's a poor thing for, for Ivan Tony to do. And I think for people using the excuse of like, oh, well, the Premier League promotes it a little bit more. It's like, well, everyone else on Ivan Tony's team managed to follow the rules correctly and and not bet on 280 plus games and not get banned for eight months. So why is it the Premier League's problem that they're promoting these companies who pay money to be involved in it when everyone else follows the rules besides Ivan Tony or Kieran Trippier or Daniel Sturridge, you know, like just kind of an interesting wrinkle in all of this. And the ban is harsh, obviously, and you would like to see this kind of ban put in place for for people who are, show racist remarks on the pitch or racist comments, whatever it may be, like probably even harsher, but I don't think it's such a necessar- necessarily a bad thing that Ivan Tony was given the suspension that he was. And the FA hasn't been, uh, the FA and, Premier League, I guess. I'm not sure who gave Mitrovic his suspension of eight games, which he just came back from or is coming back from one of the two. They're they're kind of cracking down on these. So we'll see. We'll see if they kind of continue on in that regard. But I thought that was an, an interesting little wrinkle. Another one. That's kind of the big news. Another one that I wanted to talk about quickly before we get on to the, the last stage of this podcast, I guess you could say, was... A few players are leaving Liverpool this summer. James Milner, who we know is going to Brighton. He's had a great career, James Milner. I remember when he made his debut for Leeds and just a young little guy with a lot of acne on his face. But boy, oh boy, has he turned into a fantastic football player. Someone who I wish had kind of stuck around the England scene a little bit longer, but wasn't meant to be. And obviously, great career after that either way. Another Englishman, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. I think it's fair to say injuries have kind of gotten away of him a little bit and his career hasn't gone exactly as planned, but still overall good Premier League career. He's got a Premier League winner's medal in his trophy cabinet, so that's always good. He's a free agent. We'll see where he goes. Navi Keita never really worked out for him at Liverpool, I think it's fair to say. And then Roberto Firmino, who I think a lot of people will be somewhat sad to see him go. I know there was a lot of speculation that he wasn't good enough to play there anymore, but now he's bounced back and had nine goals this season. I think he's out for the rest of the season though. So probably won't see him play and hit the double digits, but was part of that front three of Sadio, Mane, Mo Salah, and obviously Firmino that helped win the Premier League for Liverpool and kind of change Premier League identity a little bit in the starting 11. So I think he'll be missed eventually, but obviously none of those four guys are keys in this squad. But one thing it actually does kind of throw a wrinkle into Liverpool's plans is they're losing two English-born players who are homegrown players. Now, I think the number is seven that you need in your starting 11, and Liverpool might have to kind of promote a couple of academy players here to to keep that number flowing. I think that's why Milner was in the squad a little bit more often. He's, he's obviously very versatile, but past his best. But yeah, Liverpool will have to figure that out as well. The last main topic I wanted to talk about was the uh, the sorry gunners. Not because they have been bad, but because I'm sorry this is happening to you, Arsenal. The season has been fantastic for you one of the best you've had since you won the premier league however long ago that was and now you're just being called a bottle job and all this stuff when realistically 
every other top six team besides Manchester City really failed in their task this season. Chelsea, horrible. Liverpool trying to scrape into a Champions League spot. United hanging on to a Champions League spot. Tottenham not even in the top six. Obviously, City, top of the league, great season. And it's Arsenal. So I'm not sure how Arsenal have been labeled with this bottle job. I understand they were at the top of the Premier League for the majority of the season. I believe City's hold on the top of the league is like just over two weeks overall. So I get it. But the expectations coming into the season were Arsenal should try and aim for top four and get back into the Champions League. But here we are on May 18th and the season has just ended for them essentially in their title hopes. Unless Manchester City somehow lose the next three games, I believe they play Brighton, Brentford and someone else. I can't remember who the other team is, but feels unlikely. But for me, Arsenal, if they want to take the next step, they really need to invest a little bit into their squad. And it looks like that's going to be happening. Declan Rice is a player who's been rumored to them a lot recently. The fee looks to be around 100 million. And for me, Declan Rice on his day is one of the one of the best midfielders in the world. I think for England at the last couple of tournaments, he has been, I think you could call him the best player, to be honest, which might seem like a bit of a shout, but plays every single minute of the game. He's so consistent in the way he does. He can actually make some decent runs with the balls too. And he's just very reliable. And I think that's something Arsenal would be, would be very impactful for them next season if we're able to get him. And it looks like that's turning into a bit of a possibility, even though West Ham fans don't want to let him go. Sometimes West Ham fans, when you love something, you got to let it go. We've all been there. We've all been there, boys. Another one, Wilfred Zaha, obviously a Premier League veteran at the moment. I know he went through that time at Manchester United and it didn't go very well at all. He had a lot of setbacks there and it just didn't work out. So he went back to Palace where he was comfortable. Now it looks like he might be ready to move on again. He is a free agent, I believe, at the end of the season and would obviously be a massive blow for Crystal Palace, but it is probably time for him to try out another scenario and see if he can become one of the better players in the Premier League again. He's he's only he's 30 years old, so obviously he's past his best, I guess you could say, but seven goals this season, last season, 14, so a little bit off the pace there again, but Palace weren't exactly the most attacking team in the Premier League this year, were they? So maybe a move there helps him out. The most interesting one, though, I've, I've got three names. Obviously, just spoke about two. The most interesting one was Cancelo. So Cancelo is now linked to leave Manchester City on a permanent basis. He's obviously at Bayern Munich right now. They even allowed him to play in the quarterfinal matchup when Bayern Munich played City in the Champions League, and he didn't really seem to care. So the rumor is around 70 million. I think the person who was not happy about this is Zinchenko. The good news is Cancelo can play both sides. So it would help them. Obviously, the connection is also that Mikel Arteta was with Manchester City as an assistant manager before he went to Arsenal. So there's a relationship there, but it's going to be interesting if Arsenal do want to compete for a title next season. Again, because they did all season, those are three pieces that could really help. I do think they'll need to find another striker somewhere too. Someone to support Gabriel Jesus and to come off the bench maybe. Kind of like... It's a bit of a different partnership, but Erling Haaland and uh, Alvarez at Manchester City, like you need that secondary threat. And Eddie Nketiah, he's good, but I don't know if he's reliable enough. They also have uh, Florian Balogun, I believe is how you say his name, who is 
on loan with Rons right now and absolutely tearing up League Earn. There is a lot of links to him going to AC Milan, and I think for Arsenal, letting him go, the fee is supposed to be around 30 million, is the best thing to do because what if you bring him in and he doesn't do anything and you just lost out on the 30 million? I think it'd be better for them to to allow him to go for that fee, whether it's 30, 40 million, whatever it is, bring in someone who's maybe a little bit more reliable, who has some Premier League experience or just experience in a better league. I don't know, like League Un's getting better, but out of the five major leagues, it's probably the worst one, is it not? So competition's not great. I would sell him a maximum value. Other players connected to relieving of, of any value, Nicholas Pepe, who's obviously the record Signing, I believe, still for Arsenal, if if not anymore. He, he was very recently. Reese Nelson, a youngster who went to Hoffenheim, just not breaking into the team and playing enough for how, how often he wants to be. I believe he's only 23-24. Smith Rowe would be a big loss for them, but it, again, he's not really getting in the squad, especially if they're linked with a guy like Zaha. They're clearly not thinking too highly of him. And then uh, Kieran Tierney, which I think they wouldn't get rid of him unless they got a Cancelo. Like I said, you want to keep good quality within your squad. Granite Jacker, though, is supposedly gone for a fee of 15 million to buy a Leverkusen, which I think Arsenal fans will be bittersweet about because it was only at the start of this season. They didn't really want him anymore. And then he kind of started playing a little bit better and now he's back in the picture. So I'd be interested to see the reception he gets on that last game of the season. But there you go. Arsenal, I think they're give them a little bit more credit than they, they're getting right now because a ball job was not what they did. It obviously, the rails fell off a little bit at the end, but I think other fans around the league should look in the mirror a little bit more before you start criticizing Arsenal too much. To round out the show... Let's just go take a look at our friends at Betway and see what they've got going on this weekend. Lots of games in the Premier League, lots of crucial games in the Premier League, but I'm going to look at one that's going on now tonight because I have crossed over on days on this podcast. It is now Thursday. I'm going to go with Newcastle to beat Arsenal at home. Not Arsenal. Newcastle to beat Brentford at home. Sorry, I still had Arsenal in my head. I got my notes in front of me and they say Arsenal on, but they play Brighton. I think I said Brentford. I think I've said almost every single team in the Premier League besides Brighton. Newcastle, Brighton, Thursday, Newcastle, plus 150 on the money line over at Betway. That's also not true. It's Newcastle plus 105. Holy moly, I need to go to bed. 105, you'll see it. Either way, what I'm trying to tell you is I think Newcastle will win this game because they're good. And I think they really, really won that Champions League spot. And I want them to get that too because that was my prediction at the start of the season. Second one, you're going to have to wait a couple of days because I didn't get anything for Friday, didn't get anything for Saturday. But Sunday, Leeds away at West Ham, plus 180. Big Sam Magic is coming to the London Stadium and Leeds will walk away with a win. I'm going to go with a classic Big Sam scoreline of 1-0. I'm going to go with Patrick Bamford to get a goal. That's that's my unofficial official prediction. But my official prediction He's plus 180 leads away from home against West Ham. Leads are staying up. Everton are going down. There you go. <laughs> Hope everyone enjoyed the, the show. I know we kind of waffled on a little bit on some things, but it was, a, it was an interesting week. Obviously, when we talk next week, hopefully we're talking about Bolton in a League One 
playoff final. And if we're not, maybe we just won't talk because I'll be crying about it. But either way, we'll know a lot of more things next week on the Premier League pitch and maybe we'll have more teams relegated. Maybe the fixtures will get even crazier and the results. And we'll just have two more teams in the Premier League relegation spot instead of Leeds and, and Leicester. So we'll see. But until then, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Betway. Check out all their stuff. But always, please bet responsibly. It's very vital that you do that. And there you go. Ontario Plus 19 only for that as well. So, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. If you're listening, leave me a review. You don't have to leave a comment unless it's a nice one. If it's a bad one, maybe keep it to yourself. I'm a very emotional man. Farewell, everybody.